In the fight against cybercrime, the battleground for many organizations is the Security Operations Center, also known as the SOC. Inside a SOC, security analysts detect, monitor, and respond to cyber threats. It's ground zero for figuring out if an organization is under attack and how to respond swiftly and efficiently if malicious behavior is detected. It's high-stakes work, and most SOC analysts will say it's also high-stress. That leaves chief security officers looking for new ways to relieve the burden on SOC teams to reduce burnout. You know, the, the turnover in SOC personnel is a big deal because it's very expensive to replace experienced SOC people, and it takes a while to come up to speed. Hi, I'm Joan Goodchild. Welcome to Strengthen and Streamline Your Security. This five-episode podcast series will explore the core components of a modern security strategy with insights and tips from leading security experts. We'll discuss how ongoing and ever-changing threats, a growing security stack, and a shift to remote work make it difficult for CISOs and their security teams to balance enterprise-grade security with end-user productivity. In this episode, we'll look at the growing threat landscape and how security leaders can reduce SOC burnout and enable security teams to be proactive and preventative threat hunters with new tools and a modern threat protection strategy. Cybercrime doesn't sleep. Criminals are constantly creating new ways to breach businesses, and they execute on those strategies around the clock. Threats are increasing and becoming more sophisticated. At the same time, protecting a business is more complicated than ever. The way people work is evolving, too. More applications and workloads are in the cloud, and in the last year, just about everyone needed at-home support for remote work which increased the attack surface in new and sometimes unexpected ways, says Rob Lefferts, Corporate Vice President of Microsoft 365 Security and Compliance. It is great that I, if you're able to give an employee a laptop to work from home, if they're using their shared family PC, they might want to you know, think twice about what did it mean that a child was just on there downloading random games from places on the internet, that actually creates a real vulnerability uh, and an opportunity for attackers and highlights the need for more education for end users about what does safe computing look like in a world where they might be mixing personal and work more and more. It is a dizzying mix of factors that make a security professional's life just that much more complicated, says Peter Hess, Chief Security Officer with digital consulting firm Ten Pearls. It reminds me of the old joke: the the uh, um, bureaucracy is expanding to meet the needs of the expanding bureaucracy. Um, frankly, the reason this, the attack surface is expanding is complexity. Um, it continues to be complexity; it will always be complexity, 
and the more we do to try to uh, uh, add new capabilities, new features, new systems, uh, we're just adding more components and potentially more attack surface that we have to be worried about. And this complexity is also making life easier for criminals, says Rob Lefferts. I'll just call it the never-ending ceaseless trend of increasing complexity, uh, increasing vulnerability, uh, just the expectations uh, of uh, security teams to be able to defend organizations in a world that is growing uh, more and more diverse with employees doing more and more different kinds of things, all of which represents opportunity for attackers. That opportunity was exposed for all to see late last year with the SolarWinds breach. This nation-state attack took advantage of software supply chain vulnerabilities to access computer systems belonging to multiple U.S. government departments and many private sector organizations. John Pescatore, director of Emerging Security Trends with the SANS Institute, says the attack underscores a common gap in security operations. One thing I've been pointing out about this uh, solar winds incident is it highlights a blind spot in the common way businesses and security teams do risk analysis. You know, if you've ever seen them implode a building, a big office building, and they blow it up and it falls down, they identify the key pressure points, the key support points, and with a very small number of explosives and some precise timing, they can take down an entire building. That's what's starting to happen as the attackers start to go after these things like network systems management or collaboration packages or, or, or high-level uh, pieces of the way we manage the IT infrastructure. So quite often there's been a blind spot there. It's not just new threats that are putting a burden on SOC teams. More often, it's the unrelenting drumbeat of attackers using proven techniques again and again and again. The majority of attacks still continue in what I will call the same old tired, boring, repetitive ways that attackers have been using for a couple of decades. We see it with criminal gangs like using human-operated ransomware, phishing credentials off of end users, breaking into an organization, or just doing simple brute force attacks against network surface area. John Pescatore agrees. When you look at the volume of threats, phishing via email still dominates. I mean, that's still the most likely thing that's going to impact everybody out there is some user falling for a phishing email and having their credentials stolen, and, and that can be catastrophic. SOC analysts are forced to rely on a disparate set of tools from many vendors to monitor different applications, systems, and platforms, and send information back to the SOC for analysis and action. One vendor might provide threat intelligence, another might provide endpoint detection software, and on and on across the security stack. But a lack of integration across these tools, combined with traditional information silos, make comprehensive threat hunting challenging, says Pescatore. It's one thing to suck in a lot of data, feed it into a, a SIM package and, and try to do some correlation, but you need context. What was going on at that time in the business side of the world, in the IT operations side of the world? Is that a denial of service attack or is that simply a backup being done? Um, so context is very important. And when we have silos between all these repositories, we, we lack that context. Effective threat hunting is all about visibility, but visibility is also one of the biggest challenges given the broad expanse of the threat landscape and the information silos that make it difficult to see across the business. 
Microsoft Leffert says being able to access the right data sources quickly is key. It's just about being able to have the insight coming from all of the different places in your organization and then being able to use it effectively. It's too much information coming at already overwhelmed security teams. And so this is a place where security really turns into a big data problem. The scope of the threats and the high volumes of data to sift through can be overwhelming to SOC teams. To cope, analysts are always looking to work smarter with the help of more efficient tools to make detecting and responding to threats more intuitive and less manual. Those tools are critical to relieving burnout, says John Pescatore. What we're finding is actually uh, the tools and, and some of the ways we need to monitor things and do more clever things have actually made SOC analyst work in many ways more interesting. It's not just sit and watch a painted glass and click on alerts and sort of get burned out on alerts. So whenever you see groups that have the shortest time to detect and the shortest time to respond and the shortest time to restore, invariably they've uh, found ways to penetrate or integrate those silos. A modern threat hunting strategy emphasizes connecting data silos in a more integrated way, says Lefferts. It's no longer enough to have disparate tool sets that provide varying types of information. It needs to come together, and teams need to be able to derive meaning from that information. So if you have a tool running on your endpoint that's classifying devices differently from how your identity system does it, it's going to be very hard to actually create that view that puts everything together. And that's one of the most important things that we think we can provide, consistent visibility across everything in your organization. You need the sophisticated tools that are going to be able to pull out the insights that matter, whether it's what is the proactive step that your security team should take or what is the threat that just popped up that you might not have noticed, uh, even if it's a new and invasive technique that hasn't been seen before. Enter automation and artificial intelligence, or AI. These technologies and techniques are critical to processing and managing the huge volumes of alerts received daily, which in turn reduces the burden on security teams. Peter Hess is excited about the possibilities. I think that automation, especially the use of technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning, are going to create a great uh, uh, change uh, in, in this space and help automate some of these defenses. The best part about automation is that it can be working when you're not. Without automation, analysts must respond manually to security events and then decide which need to be elevated for more analysis or remediation. It's a system much like triage in an emergency room. Many security tasks are fairly repetitive. If an employee gets a fish mail that got through the email protection systems, it will happen sometimes, uh, there's a fairly routine set of steps on what does the security team do next. They look for all the users that got a similar mail. They try to find anybody who might have clicked on it. They investigate where anything landed on those machines. Intelligent automation not only takes a lot of work off of an analyst's plate by reducing the number of alerts, it can also automate much of that response. We've automated all of that flow so that the security team doesn't have to focus on that repetitive task. They can think about the more interesting strategic problem of what users got that, where was it going, what might they be after. 
and actually then address the threat um, at a higher level and think about how to better protect their organization. Automation applied this way can also alleviate the persistent skills shortages that many security teams face, says Peter Hess. Depending on who you ask, there's, there's somewhere between 25,000 and 250,000 unfilled security jobs in the United States right now. Um, and a lot of those jobs are in the space of detecting and responding to attacks. Um, they're about security analysts looking at behaviors and trying to determine whether or not this is actually a potential attack or negative behavior or if it is a false positive. At its most basic level, automation can make that initial analysis easier by prioritizing alerts, says John Pescatore. What we're seeing is they're proving to be very useful in prioritization. Um, very simple, simple models, simple approaches can at least prioritize events in an analyst queue that the ones they click on first or look into first are most likely to be the dangerous ones because they exhibited more characteristics like malware or bad files or, were, or greater degrees of anomaly. Automated data analysis, which becomes more intelligent over time with machine learning, gives analysts the modern tools they need to wade through the piles of information coming in daily about potential malicious activity. Combining these strategies gives the SOC a proactive stance for defending their organization's systems and sensitive information. Microsoft recommends an integrated end-to-end approach that focuses on two key pillars – breadth, delivered through a security information and event management platform, or SIM, and depth, delivered through an emerging concept called XDR for extended detection and response. Lefferts explains. The first is breadth of insight across your entire state, and that's provided through a SIM. It is able to pull in Signals coming from your firewall, coming from your custom line of business app, even from things like physical access to your buildings. And it makes sure that your view is complete. The second idea is an XDR for depth of insight. It is very difficult for uh, sophisticated researchers to pull together a view of an attack chain running across email, endpoint, identity. And so having an XDR that knows how to run that investigation in an automated way really superpowers that team, that security team. This kind of integrated, automated, modern SOC approach takes cumbersome manual tasks out of the SOC so analysts can focus on more mission-critical activities. It brings SOC teams closer to being ahead of the threats on the attack landscape. And in security, One step ahead is always the aspiration. Thank you for joining us. In upcoming episodes of Strengthen and Streamline Your Security, we'll be talking more about modern threat protection and response with additional experts and guests. For Microsoft and IDG, I'm Joan Goodchild. This podcast has been produced by IDG Communications Incorporated in association with Microsoft.